Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Forgiving an Enemy, The Basket of Flowers, Episode Twenty. And now we must return to Mary, whom we left in her new surroundings. Immediately after leaving Pine Farm, Mary went with the Count's family to the city, in which they spent part of every year. While they were there, a clergyman came one morning to their residence and asked to see Mary. He told her that he was charged with a message for her from a person who was very ill and probably near death, and who desired anxiously to speak to her. The clergyman said that the person was not willing to give her message to anyone but to Mary herself. Mary could not imagine what the woman could want with her, and she consulted the countess as to what she ought to do. The countess, knowing the clergyman to be a pious and prudent man, advised Mary to go with him, and at the minister's request, old Anthony, the huntsman, accompanied them. After a long walk to the outskirts of the town, they arrived at last at a house situated in a side street which presented a most gloomy aspect. Here is the house, said the clergyman, knocking at the door, but wait a little. After a few moments, he returned for Mary, who then entered with him into a most miserable room. The window was narrow and dark, and some broken panes were patched with paper. The only furniture which the room contained was a miserable tr truckle bed, covered with a more miserable mattress, and a broken chair on which stood a stone pitcher, with neither handle nor cover. On the miserable bed lay stretched a figure which to Mary's eyes seemed more like a skeleton, but which she gradually made out was the form of a woman in the last stages of illness. In a voice which resembled the rattle of death, this miserable creature sought to speak with Mary, who trembled in every limb. It was with the utmost difficulty that she could make out what the poor woman said, but at last she learned, to her horror, that the frightful phantom was Juliet, who at the castle of Eichborg had been the beginning and cause of all her distress. After being turned away from the castle, she had gone from bad to worse, until she had sunk into her present state. Lying upon her miserable bull bed, death staring her in the face, remorse had overtaken her, and her one wish was to have Mary's forgiveness. Learning in some way that the Count and his family were in the city, she begged of the clergyman who was visiting her to ask Mary to come to see her. The poor woman, judging Mary by herself, had entreated the clergyman not to mention her name in case Mary would not come. Mary was affected to the heart when she heard Juliet's story, and she shed tears of sympathy with her old enemy. She assured her that she had forgiven her long ago, and that the only feeling she experienced was that of the deepest pity for her. Alas, said Juliet, I am a great sinner. I have deserved my fate. Forgetfulness of God, contempt of good advice, love of dress, flattery, and pleasure were the first causes of misery, and these have brought me to my present state. 
Oh, cried she, raising her voice to a shriek and weeping bitterly, that is nothing to the fate which I fear awaits me in the world to come. You have pardoned me, it is true, but I feel the weight of God's anger now settling on my soul. Mary conversed long and earnestly with her, endeavoring to point her to the Savior of the world, who would receive her if she truly repented. At last she was obliged to leave her without being satisfied as to her state of mind, but the idea of the unhappy Juliet dying without hope continually pressed on her mind and weighed down her spirits. She recollected her little apple tree in blossom withered by the frost, and what her father had said on that occasion. The most consoling words he had said on his deathbed presented themselves to her mind, and she renewed the promise she had made to God to live entirely to his glory. To the countess she related her discovery, and that generous lady sent the unhappy Juliet medicine, food, and linen, and everything which might tend to relieve her illness too late. And at the age of twenty-three, the once beautiful Juliet, reduced to a mere skeleton, and disfigured by disease, died without having given evidence of a changed heart towards God. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acresoft Story Classic.